1: I operate in your overflow. I am grateful and focused on what lies ahead. I declare unshakable joy over my life. I live on your word, your truth, your promises. I declare great health over my life and that my soul prospers. Let your kingdom come, your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said... Amen. Come on. All right. You may be seated. The title of My Message is Are You Ready? Oh, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Oh man. Just gonna pray for myself, Lord help me. I've been in this weird place the last couple days. Um, it, it's just because I see some things that have got me riled up in my spirit yeah. and then I was at men's prayer on Tuesday and I almost called pastor Samuel and said, I'm coming to your prayer meeting because <laughs> I was so fired up because you've got to understand something. What? I'm serious. Did I say that? Did I call you and say that? Hey, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> because really where we want to go. Are you ready? Is we as Christians have been given authority. And it's amazing when we don't take that authority, evil prevails. And I was just realizing I'm grateful for all the things. I know where I came from as a believer and I'm never going back there. And I wanna tell you when your eyes are open, when the veils, when the scales fall and you see What God has done in my life, in my wife's life, in my family's life, in my friend's life, there is no greater place that I want to bring people I love than to this house. And then, and it's true, and it's true because like Tiger said, seed is the same. That potential is the same. You were created in the image and likeness of almighty God, yet... If we forget who we are and whose we are and we don't have an identity in Christ, what we do is we never plant that seed in good soil and watch it flourish, grow to that point you were making and develop that fruit that your friends, when they're down, can come partake from, that they can eat from. But when I see men come in broken, shattered, weak sauce... Christianity, and I see them get filled with the Holy Ghost, when I see them learn how to pray and pray with boldness, confidence, when I see them be vulnerable and let other people in their world, I watch a man emerge. I watch a woman become cherished and start thriving. I watch beautiful couples that were always... I knew there was potential, but I see start to flourish and they are fun to be around. You don't know what you don't know though, until you hire some other people and you're judging my shoes because they're squeaking. I know. It's okay. No, I'm not going to squeak, babe. I saw your look and I felt I got PTSD right there. I got nervous, it's okay. If I go any longer, then I get in trouble. These are fine, they're gray socks, they're fine. They still look good, all right. Those shoes were bugging me anyways. I I don't even like these shoes. Like, give them away, I mean. But listen, I wanna read a verse to you and then we're gonna go. Ephesians 6, 12. I'm not gonna let anybody get distracted by squeaky shoes. No one's getting taken out tonight by squeaky shoes. Ephesians 6 12, right here. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, what happens is, as Christians, I just grew up thinking, let's go to church. Check the box, leave, let me get on with my life. And then my parents would say, Are you in the Word? I'd be like, Dad, I read that devotional. I went to a good Christian school. I did chapel three times a week. I'd sit there mostly under the bleachers and sleeping, but it was great nap time. But I would just never understand. Now, once you've had an encounter with evil, darkness, demonic, whatever, you wake up a little. So I had my encounter in grad school. Many times I've preached about it. It it freaked me out and woke me up. And I remember the power of the name of Jesus. So I threw that down there and I watched darkness flee. And it was my first kind of awakening in my spirit going, oh, whoa. And I said to myself subconsciously, I am so grateful For a deep foundation of my parents dragging my rebel self to church, bringing me to church, sending me to Wolf Mountain Camp where I got some stuff, good stuff happening. Didn't get in any trouble. You know, you put a kid like me in a Christian camp, the worst thing you do is throw someone in the river. You know, it's like, there's not a lot of trouble you can get into out in the middle of nowhere. I was like, wisdom on my parents' part. I just kept wondering why they wanted to send me back for multiple weeks. <laughs> but see, what I realized was, and started to have an encounter when I came here, I didn't feel guilt. I didn't feel... Wow. Shame. I started to be empowered that there's a God that loves me, not shame me, that, that I can become an overcomer, that I could learn how to pray. And I'd go to Pastor Jurgen's house at the time, cause we were in a school and the boys and girls club, we set up and tear down. And then I was watching these people that would get up at 5.30 in the morning, Mikey Clark, the general, and he'd rally other people. And he, I would show up. I had a guy that was on my payroll that would work all night. I, we owned an event center downtown. He would work all night, and I remember he'd say, uh, "Hey, Dr. Matt, I'm driving straight to church. I'm gonna sleep in the parking lot. I don't want to let the general down." I'm thinking to myself, "Man, it's church." I hadn't yet had the revelation. He was so committed to building the house of God, he would never want to miss. He was on the tear, set up, tear down crew. Man, we got it easy. We come in and we come in, and the AC's on. The lights are on. But here's what I remember. I remember going to a prayer meeting and I just hear this engine room, like a jet engine of prayer. And I remember going, I I don't understand this. Why why are these guys praying in tongues? What is going on? Why are these women? Man, why is there power here? Man, I think they're a little over-spiritualized, a lot of hype going on. But then I'd see territory we'd start taking. I would notice things, I would watch men and women getting breakthrough that I wasn't getting. Yeah. I had to let my ego go, I had to let pride go, I had to humble myself, I'm getting the word, I'm going, okay, I got to understand yeah. prayer, power and authority. Wrong. So guess what, I was gonna do this whole teaching, part one and part two, and then I got a little convicted because it was way too much. <laughs> too hot to handle, too cold to hold, they call me the go, I'm um, so sorry, sorry, I don't even know. <laughs> She hates when I do the Will Smith 850 IS if you need a lift, who's the kid in the drop? Who else? Will Smith. That's how I got her. Just wanna let you know. I could white boy rap for days and you'd all leave the church, but that's not why we're here. So tonight what we're doing is part one. Cut with the slide up on how you're gonna get these notes. I'm taking this serious, are you ready? Because I refuse to let you come to this house where I know there's power, where I know there's authority and let you leave the same way you came in. So if you don't like to get uncomfortable, the Rock Church is right down the street. We got some Calvary's over here on the coast. This is where we're gonna equip the saints to get radical. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to offend. I know the type of Christian I was. I came here to release the word of God over your life so you get power and authority because I'm going to tell you some truths. Are you ready for the truth? Because the truth is there's an enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy to take your life, to take your finances, and I'm done with it. If I see, you can come in broken because this is a hospital, but this is an altar where your life gets altered. The difference is I can't come up to you and spoon feed you and bring you down to the altar. You got to get yourself up out of your seat, put on your big boy Pants your big girl pants and say, I want breakthrough. I'm tired of living this way. And you walk down here and you let the power of God hit you. And then you're so hungry and you're mad at me that you want to go home. You start reading the Bible for yourself. I just want to go to church. Can't he just read the book of Matthew and break it down and tell me the Greek? And then tell me the story of why to understand that way. If I read it in Hebrew, I'll understand the Greek. No, I'm not going to do that. You're going to go do that. You get the software called logos and you read it all night long because guess what? We're not baby Christians. We are coming to drink out of a fire hose because there is a spiritual war. And what I realized is some people go to church because they want a country cub community. And this ain't it. When you get saved. When you get saved, you have said, I'm in the army of the Lord. I signed up for battle. It is spiritual war, and I'm here to war you up. I want the best marriage. I want my kids. Step it up. And you have a righteousness that rises up, and you say, I will not tolerate this in San Diego. I will not tolerate this in California. Wickedness, you must leave. Enemy, you're getting out of my house. I am breaking addictions. I'm breaking every stronghold over my family. And it starts with you saying, I'm done with it. I don't wanna be mediocre any longer. I've been fired up since Tuesday, cause I am so upset that I promised myself I'd never pastor a church where you okay with staying broken. None of us can be okay with licking that lollipop of mediocrity and sucking forever. We are gonna get over that thing, give it to somebody we don't like and say, I'm getting in the word of God. I am gonna war you up. I wanna learn. I want to learn how to be the man or woman of God that God has called me to be. I want to learn power. I want to learn authority. I want, if I'm going to invoke the name of Jesus, I want to see demons flee from my house, from my street, from my neighborhood. What is it for you? That's going to provoke you to want to get in the word of God. It's not going to be a sermonette on, you know, whatever it is, breaking it down. Let's walk from Egypt all the way up to Jerusalem together this month. No. Part one is tonight, and it's called Power and Authority in Prayer. Number two is called Pastor Leanne's going to come in here and preach and rip the roof off. That's called Sunday. Next Wednesday call, part two, it's called Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to come in, and everyone's getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. So you have until this week... And next Wednesday, to get all your theological questions stirred up and ready, so when the power hits you, you can go home and question God, because guess what, that's what I did. I'm not sure if I believe that, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, I'm on my back staring at the ceiling. I don't know what just happened. What am I saying right now? I don't talk like that. Oh my gosh, Lord, help me, help me, help me. Praying in tongues, didn't understand one lick. Then I went home, let me tell you what I did. I said, I have a mind that likes to be inquisitive. I went on the deepest dive, read every book I can. I'm telling you, one of my favorite books. is called My Friend, the Holy Spirit by Pastor Mark Peterson. And I want to tell you, get that book and start reading it. Why do we want to argue with other Christians? If you see their fruit, they have power and authority. I'm telling you, go do what they did. I went and read the Word of God. I read a book to give me revelation, and I did a deep dive. Messed up all my Westmont theology. Messed up all my good Baptist, Presbyterian, EV free covenant, all of them. Good. Messed them up. Now I go back and I just talked to my pastor, and I said, "Just let me pray for you." I pray for him. Power, of God hits him. What do you want to say now? <laughs> Nothing. Let me have that book exactly. So listen, praying and power and authority. These are the notes. Do we have that slide? Oh yeah. Dr. Matt, prayer, 55525. This is just what I'm giving you. And it's all my notes for this week and next Wednesday. So you can start to read them, get into the word of God. It's all scripture. It's not my opinion. It's scripture that you're gonna go in, do a deep dive on, get the word of God in on the inside of you, so when you come next Wednesday, you come ready and hungry to run to the altar. I used to go to T. Harv Millionaire Mind Seminar, and at the end of it, he's like, I'm gonna put on a special. It's called Train the Trainer. For the first 100 people in the back of the room, you just people, ah, ah, throwing down $25,000. I'm thinking to myself, When I say you're going to get baptized in the Holy Spirit and there's going to be power, if I don't have that same response, except this time it's free. (laughs) If you knew what you were going to get, you'd all be running, screaming, saying, thank you, Jesus. Give me some of that power. See, 3 John 1, 2, beloved I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. See, God wants you to prosper in your soul, in your health, and in your life. We need to be equipped with two things. If we can teach you and empower you and disciple you on how to pray, and how to go home and start praying in your spiritual language, getting the gifts of the Holy Spirit, operating the gifts, laying hands on the sick so they can be healed, knowing your authority in Christ, then I know it's gonna transfer down to your kids. And then I don't care who your kid is, if they're operating the Holy Spirit, they will have discernment. And when they go to school and someone comes up and says, we want you to come to an art class and we're gonna have Skittles teach it to you. And Skittles is now gonna teach on transgender and show you all the flag colors. Your kid is gonna have discernment. And when they say, hey, we wanna let you know that it's, you don't have to tell your parents. It's okay because you're finding out who you are. You're discovering your gender. And if you're confused, it's okay. We're gonna guide you. And that little kid, because you're filled with the Holy Spirit and your kids are filled with the Holy Spirit are gonna come out of that place Shambara Basutara. no you're not devil. You back away from me. And let me tell you, you can think I'm being a little intense right now, but why I'm on tilt right now is we are dealing with a real couple. My brother-in-law told me a story a couple of weeks ago. I'm thinking to myself, how much is this is true? If this is true in my backyard and I'm a pastor and I'm called the shepherd, in this house, over this community, I hope to God that's not true. Well, guess what? Went on a nice little two-week deep dive, got introduced to the family. And it is true that this 16-year-old little girl who's been in cheer most of her life with her friends has been, if you will, uh, programmed, taught about Groomed is the right word. And then what happens in the school district right here in El Cajon, and then what happens goes missing. The parents file a report. They start looking for her everywhere. The police give up saying, we don't know where she's at. We're close to the border. Sounds like she could have been trafficked, but the dad and mom couldn't rest. This is their little girl. So they get their friends and start turning out the city of San Diego. The dad starts taking the picture everywhere he goes. And he goes into a camp in Santee, a homeless camp right on the border of Santee and El Cajon. And guess what happens? He starts shaking the leaves. He starts grabbing people. He goes, there's a COVID camp down there. They're giving out welfare stuff. San Diego, your taxpayer money feeding this camp. You can go look for yourself. It's massive. It's like a little city. He starts going through that whole camp, starts shaking people pulling them out of tents. Very agitated as so would I be. He finally gets a homeless guy to say, I've seen her. Go check that van. He finds his little girl in that van. She's now getting care in Utah at a facility to rebuild her life. The parents are just ripped apart. This is in my city. She's been getting groomed. There is sex trafficking. There's an under rail road right under our nose. But if you don't know how to pray, what are we going to do about it? Sit at home and suck our thumb and ask God to come help us? No, it's going to take the righteous men and women of this house to raise up and learn how to pray. It's going to take the prophets of this generation. And we can sit back and be okay until it's one of our kids... And I'm going to tell you, you're going to, you want to hear a lion roar during a song? It's going to be way louder than that. I want to see an army of righteousness raised up. And what does it take? Equipping yourself in real life and put a purpose behind it. You need to know. You need to know the word of God. You need to know how to pray. You need to know how to lay your hands on the sick. I'm going to give some scripture. But number one thing you need to know, knowing who you are in Christ. Your identity in Christ is not about performance, not about how much you read, meditate, fast. It doesn't, that doesn't create how much power you walk in. It's your identity. It's knowing what Christ did for you and you in Christ. Knowing your identity in Christ. Anything you can do to have that revelation. We got to get over our insecurities. How do you do it? You come to men's prayer and go, hey. I'm feeling inadequate here. I'm feeling insecure here. Maybe you don't use that words. Hey man, you hurt my feelings. That's the start one. When someone hurts your feelings and a brother or sister of Christ, you just say, you hurt my feelings. Can we work it out? Let's not let bitterness get on the inside of us. Let's not let the spirit of, you know... Of anger get on the inside of us. Let's not let a spirit of fear get on the inside of us. Let's just do the right thing with the brother and sister and work it out and then pray for one another. It's amazing how much stuff can get resolved. First John four ten says, This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I have a lot more notes on this, but number two is your identity in Christ cannot be shaken. Once you know that you know that you know whose you are and who you are, there is a not a chip on your shoulder. I call it Godfidence. Yeah. Like oh he looks a little overconfident. No, it's called godfidence because I know who I am. And it doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what this report is. It doesn't look right now what my bank account says. I know where I'm going and I know what it's going to take to get there. And that's why you can get up here and do a tithe message because he has seen his life shift over five years. We have miracle after miracle after miracle. And new people come in and they'll be like, why do you guys talk about money so much? Are you need that prosperity. No, we're just reading the word of God. In Deuteronomy, it says God has given you the power. To attain wealth. Now, if you don't want it and you want to reject wealth, then just own it. Say, I'd rather be broke and say, okay, but don't blame God that you're broke and don't get mad at the church that we're trying to teach biblical principles that you can pick up what we're trying to put down. (laughs) Psalm 62 2 says, Truly, He is my rock, my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Can you say that right now about your faith? And it's okay if you can't, but good discipleship is, will you allow us to take you on a journey? If you can't say that now, can you get to that point? Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem, all of Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth, even the United States of America. I added that just to help you translate that. But when it says to all the ends of the earth, the earth doesn't end. Acts is the only book where there's not a period on that book because we're living in Acts right now. And see, I don't want to develop comfortable Christians where we're going to awaken. No, we're coming in to pray, to train, to worship. We're playing all out. And when... The Lord calls upon you. You will say, here I am, Lord, choose me. Here I am. He's giving you discernment. You are anointed by the Holy Spirit. And if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit yet, well, next Wednesday is your invitation. We'd love to have you. It's amazing. The Holy Spirit isn't weird. People are. We're not going to disciple weird people. We're going to disciple weirdness right out of them. You know, it's like we believe in all the gifts, all the power of the Holy Spirit. And you don't see, you know, waves flying or banners. I went to one church. I'm like, dogs barking. But I'm like, oh, my Lord. And Pastor Jurgen says, God gave us a spirit of self-control. And when you see chaos in the church, you just leave. There no chaos here. There's structure and order, but power. We're never going to dilute power and apologize for it. How to pray utilizing the authority you have in Christ. You pray from a place of victory, not for victory. So there's the revelation that you want to know when you're playing from the place of victory, not for victory. You'll understand that you're not the victim mentality. You're the victor. Matthew 28, 18 says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And when he died, guess who he gave it to? You. You. And me, we pray with thanksgiving, always honor and thank God for his marvelous works. When you get prayed for a healing afterwards, you leave, whether you feel anything, thank you for my healing. Thank you for my breakthrough. Thank you for that dream house. Thank you, Lord, for that miracle. God, I thank you in advance for that diagnosis to be canceled. I thank you in advance for that debt that I did make a mistake on, Lord, but thank you because you're above my mistakes. Lord, and after you correct that, Lord, I seek you for wisdom. I seek you for discernment. Give me wisdom. And I'm not just saying, give me wisdom. I'm in the book of Proverbs every single day because I'm gonna put the work in, not so he can just bless it, because I can get stronger in my faith and my identity on recognizing what wisdom looks like, feels like, and is tangible. Pray with confident prayers. Like, if it's your will, that doesn't work. His perfect will is to bless his kids. Sin can mess up. There's lots of things that can mess up. If it's your no, it's his will. He already told you to be prosperous, to be in good health. He's already told you his will. So let's get in alignment. And the more obedient we are, the more we're walking and working his will out. Your will is to be prosperous and successful, to be healthy, and your soul prospering. That means you have joy that overflows, that people want to know what you're on. And you know what you're on? You're on the Holy Ghost. And you're seeing breakthrough. And you want to share the good news of Jesus about what he's done. But unless you get victory and wins and share your God stories, it's not it's it's not bragging, it's giving God glory. But the more you share them, you're rewiring your mind that God is winning for you, that He's for you, not against you. I had to reprogram my theology. I thought he was against me. I thought I was the lowest form on earth, that my life sucked, that I just sucked. I could never overcome sin. I'd always be a loser. I couldn't overcome porn addiction. I'd probably always do the things I shouldn't be doing, you know? It's like I never knew I could be a victor. Yes. So then I played the role what the devil wanted me to do, and I got sucked into his mind game and let him renew my mind. But when you take every thought captive, when you say, I'm done with that thinking, I'm done with being broke, I'm done with being around people that vibrate at this level, which means their life sucks, I'm gonna stay away, I'm gonna get around people winning, I'm gonna eat from that tree, I'm gonna look at that fruit, I wanna be that, I wanna pray like that guy. So when you hear someone praying in authority, hey, how did you learn how to pray in authority? And then you get around someone praying in authority. Man, how'd you learn to do that? Oh my gosh, Pastor Euron, tongues, it kind of freaks me out. He goes, good, let me pray for you. Praise for you. I need you to do it every day. Your mind is unfruitful. Do me a whole teaching on tongue, which we're gonna do next week. Because the devil hates it. He divides the church over it. Right. He gets in there and mess up. You know what? When someone says, I heard the voice of God. Well, listen, if it edifies and lines up with the word of God, you better run after it. Yep. But it doesn't edify your soul and doesn't line up with the word of God. I promise you, that's not God. Right. Pray confident prayers. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that we, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he knows that he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked in him. Invite God's presence into your house. We went and prayed for Mr. Brown, Lee Brown's barbershop this morning. We took authority over it. We prayed a blessing over it. It's being in construction right now. He's going to get that thing constructed. He's going to write scriptures on the wall. We have scriptures. We have Bibles into the footings of every foundation in this building. When people drive by and say, I don't know why we came to this church, because it's been established on the word of God. You can say, oh, that's kind of cute. No, it's not cute. We know the authority and the power of the word of God. When you write scripture at your workplace, you don't have to be blatant. I have one scripture on a wall. But I have pictures painted of the city of San Diego, painted on scripture. Unless you get up real close, you can't tell. But I want my office dripping in the word of God. And when people come in, they say, you know, I feel better just walking into your office because it's saturated on the word and in the word. Surround yourself. Declare a thing. Put it in your home. Take communion in your home. Anoint your front door with oil. Take authority. Get every demonic force away from you. Release any burden you have to Jesus. And we're gonna move into this right now because some of you, it says, cast all your anxieties, which means your burdens and fears on him because he cares for you. That's 1 Peter 5, 7. Psalm 147, 3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. But if you're brokenhearted, have you asked? You have not because you... Let's be a church that asks for big things. And if you're not ready for big things, ask him for the little things. Yeah. Your creator created you. And there's a devil that's coming to choke out your life, whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's relationships, and you got to rebuke that devourer. Tithing isn't just about, oh, the church needs your money. No, no, no. It gives you authority to rebuke. He'll rebuke the devourer on his behalf understand what the scripture means walk in authority i don't go around slinging bibles to people but when people ask i don't hold back i used to be timid and shy about it but when they see the fruit of my life like how you do it i had a guy today he's like dude how, how did this happen only jesus man i'm gonna write a book 23 confirmed miracles he's like what what church do you go to i go to awaken man What's yours? You go, oh, I used to go, but life got busy, life got hard. Yeah. That means he went to a place, but he never had the revelation. I'm in San Diego because of this house. I'm not moving because finances took me other place. Yeah. I'm not gonna be, I didn't come to this life to see how much money I can make. Right. When my revelation of who Christ is, I signed up for the army yeah. of the Almighty God. Let's get the word out. I wanna see people going through DNA and their minds get blown. They said, hey, I wanna get on your security team. Hey, I wanna get on the usher team. Hey, I wanna get on the high team. I know where Mr. Brown came from. He was wearing a high shirt on Sunday, running up and down the stairs and my mind was blown. I was cheering him on in my spirit going, dude, I remember when he first came to this church and now he's serving on a team running around saying, hey, what's up? He's the flyest dressed guy in the whole church. Why he doesn't help his pastor, I'll never know. But I mean, it's okay, I didn't judge it. <laughs> we gotta understand, we, gotta, we are given authority to be set free in Jesus. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you, but do not be dismayed, for I am your God. You ready for this? I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. If you can't fully believe that, then you read it every single day until you do. Every single day. See, God took me on this journey. I remember saying something, oh, I love that house, Lord, I felt like you were on it. And then I called, I found out how much it was and I said, oh oh yeah, that's too much. And I'll never forget a rebuke. He says, is that all you think I can do? Call your agent, and go see it. So I said, all right, I called my agent. He's like, oh, you need to have this much money in a letter and then I could show it to you. And I go, okay, Lord, I tried. You're going to lead people in a pulpit and you're going to roll over that quick? Lord, well, what am I going to do? Call back. Call back. Their real estate agent made an exception, showed me the property. And when I walked on, I felt the Holy Spirit start talking to me of what I could do. I've been faithful with little. I'm about to see faithful with much. Started messing my mind up. Started saying, saying, you're gonna say all things are possible. Made me think so big outside my comfort zone, outside my box that I couldn't stay thinking small. See, I say God's given us authority. We have the mind of Christ. His ways are not our ways. So why would I ask him to come down with my limited box like thinking and play in my little game when he's saying I'm trying to call you up to play bigger and believe for bigger. No one's too far away from Christ. The phrase do not be afraid is written 365 times in the word of God. How funny is that? That means every day it's a daily reminder. It it blows my mind. Do not be afraid. A daily reminder from God to live every day being fearless. That just shows me God already knew we needed to tell ourselves. Do not be afraid. What are we afraid of tonight? Are you afraid of success? Are you afraid of not being good enough? Are you afraid that you're going to mess up? Are you afraid that if you actually confess a sin, you're going to be judged? Are you afraid to go for that dream job because you want to hold on to this one? If you let that one go, it'd take you to go to the other one. So you'd rather stay comfortable because the fear is greater because what if they said no and rejection? There's fear of rejection. How about we know whose we are, that we find our identity, that God's calling us into bigger things and at some point, like Peter, he's like, just step out of the boat. Don't focus on your troubles. Don't focus on what your parents said, your friends said. You could never do that. You could never do that. I'll never forget my buddy was telling me, he's like, yeah, my football team or my football coach when I was high school <clears throat> said I would be, never be good enough to play football. The cool thing is now I just bought a team. I don't want to play anymore. I make way more money owning the team. And I was like, bro, you think big. I, I've known you since that point. And he goes, yeah, I finally realized I could do whatever. I want to do if I can dream it and I can believe God for it. God's going to show me a way where there doesn't look like a way. Don't limit yourself on what someone else believes about you. Write it out. Say, God, these are my dreams and let God highlight something you to step into. But first, let's get over some fears. Let's get over some rejection. Let's get over it. Ephesians six twelve I read, but I want you to hear it now. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. As this Roe v. Wade comes up I want to let you know I've watched many churches for years be silent we're about to watch history but every demonic force every Jezebel spirit is rising up right now there is a level of friction I've never felt before in the spirit and if we don't come in and equip and deal with our stuff and learn our authority and learn how to pray and let some theology go and get in the word of God and run to the altar, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. When it all starts to hit the fan, you're gonna find out what you really believe. You're gonna find out how you can or cannot pray. You're gonna find out what weapons of your warfare you have or don't have. You're either gonna feel fully equipped or fully naked in the spiritual world. Because when stuff comes, I'm gonna tell you, it's not because we're not teaching it. Are you teachable? Are you hungry? Is your why big enough? Without the why, there's no comply. I need to know you understand. We're not trying to force feed you, but we got to erupt a hunger on the inside of you. The spirit of fear and the spirit of the rejection are the two biggest things as a pastor I deal with in this church. It's a real thing. Don't have shame about it. Don't let the devil whisper in your ear. Sexual sin is number three, but fear of rejection leads to Sexual sin because you got to prove it. You got to do these things. You got to well I don't know if he'll really love me, so I got to give it up Ditch that loser I'm gonna tell you this the spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness comes from the ones above so it goes like this it goes spirit of fear Leads to a spirit of rejection, leads to sexual sin, then leads to a spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness, soul ties, and then the occult things start happening. Um, It's a transgression. It doesn't start off like we just do a big old sin. It's the slippery little foxes that start to ruin your harvest. And God's bigger than all of it. He's here to forgive you to reset you, to empower you, to equip you, to get you around some amazing friends that wanna do life together, that are here to cheer you on. I wanna see all of you win while we're on this life. It says we're to pray until we bring heaven to earth. But if you go in a prayer meeting and we're praying in the spirit for big things and we sound like a, a silent Prius. I want a V12. Aston Martin with exhaust. In the spirit. Because that's where the roar comes back to the church and you take authority. Do you really think when you roll up in the... James and John, I know that spirit. That? I don't know that. And that demon will put a beat down on you. I'm telling you, there's three types of Christians that don't even understand spiritual warfare. So they walk through life and I see him take a beating and then they blame God. The second Christian is that they have and they know spiritual warfare and they walk through life and they go, man, it's so hard. Everywhere I go, I'm being attacked. And it's true, they walk into every fight and they're just getting whooped and they're like, Jesus, help me, Jesus, I'm in spiritual warfare all the time. Third type of Christian, you know your authority and you walk and you see the C part because the demons and the enemy recognize that you know your authority and you know your power. When I walk in a room, I'm gonna see angels flee. I'm gonna tell you something. I never knew this to be true. I was the first type of Christian, I didn't even know spiritual warfare until I got my first attack. And then it stirred something, and now I know spiritual warfare. Then I went part two. Pastor Juergen, I'm putting the beat down, but I'm taking some lickings. You know, this happened, I was starting to get breakthrough, and then my bank account emptied out. I married this girl, she wrote a check, it emptied it all out. I was in spiritual warfare all the time, just taking the beating. And then one day I'm with Mike Connell. We're at a restaurant, Pastor Mike Connell's sitting there next to me. The waiter comes up, to take the order and freezes. It's Pastor Juergen, me, Mike Connell, and one other piece, I think Pastor John, freezes. And this starts twitching. (laughs) Starts making these faces. And I'm sitting there going, Mike Connell's just reading the menu. (laughs) I'm sitting here drinking water going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh, Mike Connell. <clears throat> I really am choking now. <clears throat> I'm going to be okay. Thank you. So Mike Connell looks up. Be still in the name of Jesus. The waiter froze. I literally. Doo, 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 doo. What is. I look at Pastor Juergen, he cracks a joke, Mike Connell starts laughing, I'm peeing my pants, John's looking at me, I'm looking at Pastor John, I text Pastor John, this is next level, <clears throat> no joke, the, late, the, the server takes off. Fifteen minutes later, the manager comes in and goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm going to." I'm gonna get some appetizers over. I don't know what just happened. My server just ran out of here. I think he quit. <laughs> and, and I go, what just happened? And he goes, uh, demon just manifested, no big deal. I'm like, what do you mean, no big deal? Like it happens everywhere I go. <laughs> and then he just said a, off the wall, "Call me, he goes, yeah, when a demon knows the authority you carry and you walk in, they will flee. I'll never forget when he said that. I said, I wanna walk in that. And I said, what's that? And he said, consecrate yourself to the Lord, be obedient and get in his word. And you will have that same thing. And I'll never forget the first time I walked into a place and someone manifested. It happens more common than not. Someone manifested in my poor PA the other morning. It's a manifestation when people know you're anointing. If they don't have the right spirit in them, that spirit will get agitated and it's a real thing. And I'm telling you, we're agitating the spirits because the church is starting to rise up. Men and women like you in this house are saying, that's it, I'm done with it. You're praying for your kids. You're taking them out of public school and you're making a stand. Listen, stand to your feet because I want to pray. I'm going to open up the altar because here's the truth. I don't care if you're on the altar every Sunday, every Wednesday. I've been on this altar so many times. I've been altered. I want you to know that we're the type of church you've got to let down your Christian ease. If you need prayer, it's like water off a duck's back. I'm going to get prayer again. No big deal. Don't let shame hold you back. If you need prayer, we have amazing prayer teams. I have a ministry team. I'm going to have you step forward right now. I'm going to release a corporate prayer over your life. And then you have to make a decision. Am I hungry for more? And I want you to say to yourself, God, highlight the areas where the enemy has blinded me, confused me, or held me back. Then I need you. And if you want to wait till next Wednesday, that's fine. If you can't wait till next Wednesday and you want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you run down to the altar and say, I want the Holy Ghost in my life. And then you're going to get your prayer language. And then I need you. As long as you want, minimum, five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, you start to build that muscle. I mean, you put the flex on the devil. Your mind will be unfruitful. It is a spiritual language for a spiritual God to connect you. The devil doesn't know what you say. No one knows what you're saying. You don't need an interpreter but it's when it's between you and the Lord. If you got up here and started praying in tongues with a message, we need an interpreter. If you're praying to God, pray in tongues every day. You flex that muscle. When you start praying, trust me, I couldn't do it forever. It was song number three on uh, It Is He. That's song number three on Newsboys. It was the only song I put it on. I feel the Holy Spirit. And I'd start praying in tongues. Now I don't need a worship song because I figured it out and I worked it out. Some of you just gotta get in your spiritual gym and tonight is your night that you're gonna start lifting. We wanna disciple you, help you, lead you, guard your heart, show you how to get freedom, get rid of the spirit of fear, get rid of the spirit of bitterness, whatever spirit you're holding that's not of God, you break it tonight. You say, that's it, I'm done living here, I wanna go there. And I promise you, your life will never be the same. Second thing is, you will have a light on the inside of you that shines so bright you won't be able to contain yourself. You will start to read your word of God and it will come alive to you. The Bible is the word of God. It's alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It will come to life and you'll feel empowered. If it puts you to sleep now, you need the Holy Spirit. That's all I'm going to say. Raise your hands. Heavenly Father God, I thank you for tonight. I bind and I break every ceiling every spirit, anything and everything that's not of you, Lord. God, we leave it behind and we step into where called, what we're called to step into. God, I thank you for favor and blessing. I come against that spirit of fear. I come against that spirit of rejection right now. God, every broken heart in this house, I ask, Lord, that you highlight it, you mend it, you heal it. Lord, that you give them the spirit to overcome all rejection tonight. God, I thank you, Lord, that we're a family. That God, you're knitting us together. We chase after you. God, I thank you that your presence is here, that healing is here. I break addiction, mental stress, anxiety, stemming from that spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. God, you have all power in heaven and earth. God, I thank you, Lord, that as we come down for prayer, that we let our wounds go, that you will heal our iniquities. God, that if we confess our sins to one another, that God, you can heal us. God, I thank you for unity in this house. Where there's been division, let there be unity. And we command your blessing in our relationships, in our finances. I break every ceiling over those that are repelling money right now. Due to bad thinking, bad training, bad upbringing, whatever it is, Lord, I break that spirit of mammon over their life. Release it, Lord. We release blessing over this house. God, I thank you, Lord, that we cheer one another, that we're for one another, that we don't here to judge one another. We're here to love one another. That the greatest fears of rejection will be done tonight at the altar in your mighty name. God, I thank you for your presence.
0: In Jesus' name. Wow.